Hey guys, welcome to the One and Done podcast, where it's all about young people being successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas, and we're excited to have y'all with us today. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the One and Done. Uh, super excited for our episode today. Today, I have Ben Musser with the, uh, he's a personal insurance advisor with the Partners Group. It's an insurance group based out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'm very excited for this episode because I finally get to have an insurance agent on. We've went for eight or nine weeks now, not had anybody in insurance other than Austin the first episode. So excited to have this episode. Uh, ben, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. Absolutely, man. So, you know, it's starting to get dark all the way out there in Seattle, Washington. I see his window in the Zoom here. Uh, it's been dark here for a little while on College Station. And so it's going to be a, a good episode, kind of catching us at the end of the day. So we're probably both a little bit tired, huh? Yep. Yep. Good to see us both here after hours still. Absolutely. But when you're young, that's what you got to do to get ahead. You got to put in the hours. Uh, man, Ben, you know, I want you to, I, I'm excited for this one. I think we're going to have a lot of good conversation because like I said, I'm in insurance as well, so we're able to have this discussion. But I want you to give all the listeners an idea of what being a personal insurance advisor means, what you do on a day-to-day basis, and kind of uh, what got you well, we'll talk, yeah, what got you into the insurance industry. Yeah, so I have a designation in property and casualty. And so I work with individuals and families and help them put together a property and casualty insurance package that kind of can supplement their risk management plan as a whole. So we look at all of the properties they own, all of the vehicles they own, as well as things like boats, um, scheduled property like valuables, and kind of work with different insurance companies to figure out what's the best fit for them. So I'm an independent insurance agent. That means I don't work directly with one insurance carrier. I work with dozens that offer different products catered to different markets and different needs. Absolutely. And uh, give everybody a little an idea of, of um, you know, where you went to school, what you grew up doing, and kind of how you got into the insurance industry. Yeah, I was born and raised in Southern Oregon, a rural part of the state, and had a big family of teachers, people that worked in public education. So originally, I thought that's what I would end up doing. Um, when I went to Oregon State University up in Corvallis, I kind of changed paths and went into more of a economics and finance kind of role. And then, um, you know, from there, I got this offer from the partners group my senior year at Oregon State and moved up about a week after graduation and have been here since. So that was in a summer of 2019, about to hit the two year mark. Oh man. Yeah. So we started at the exact same time. I met Ben actually, I flew up to Seattle for a training for a couple of days with uh, Safeco and uh, Ben was there. We met each other. We're probably the two youngest people I think in the whole class. And uh, so we, you know, we got to talk over lunch a couple of days and um, it's really cool. I think in our industry, right? We both write personal lines insurance, um, but I write in Texas, he writes in Oregon and in Washington. And so if, you know, if I have a client who's up there, we don't write in Seattle, we don't write in Washington, uh, we don't write in uh, Seattle or Washington. And so, you know, I can send my clients to Ben, Ben can work with me. So that's a lot of fun being able to have people who you're not really competing with, but you're able to get better with and able to learn from. So uh, I know that I've always enjoyed kind of the, the discussions we've had, you know, offline. So most definitely. And okay, tell me, well, first of all, Oregon State guy, Big win 
last weekend, right, for the basketball team, making it. Am I am I crazy? They yep. won, didn't they? You are you are right. Yeah, I think it's it'll be our third time in the tournament since 1990, and the last two times we had Gary Payton and Gary Payton the second on our team. So pretty big day for beaver fans this last week yeah i'll tell you you know people say sometimes it's tough being an aggie right we're, we're used to going eight and four this last season was really good for football but oregon state that's got to be tough some years in football especially yeah mm-hmm. we're kind of used to it we beat the ducks <laughs> this past year so that's that's kind of our national championship 365 days of bragging absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. so you know ben let's talk a little bit more talk a little bit more about being an independent agent you know that's what i am as well and so we're able to really cater our products to our clients talk talk about the the relationship that you develop with clients right i know insurance sometimes has that salesman feel to it talk about the the relationship that you get to have with clients because we're not selling them something we're we're, we're more or less fitting the right product to the right client exactly one nice thing is when you work with dozens of different companies, there's no conflict of interest to set them up with a specific company. Whereas if you're a captive and insurance agent and you only work with one company, you only have X amount of products to work with. So yeah, so one great thing about being an independent agent and having options for a client is that you kind of can work in their best interest, ask them what their priorities are, you know, what risks they're exposed to, what coverage they need, and, um, you know, things that they care about. And then from there, I'm able to go to certain insurance companies that I know have products that will fit their needs. Um, And I think that's just one of the nice things about being independent is, having more options to to give to your clients i don't know maybe you can elaborate on that better jackson no i mean i think you, i think you're 100 on the right track i think one of the biggest things that that is a huge deal is the fact that we are able to approach insurance from more of an advisor perspective than as that we're not we're not salesmen i don't know about you but i can't remember the last time I set a client down, thought I had a bad product in my hand and tried to get them to buy it or just had a product in my hand and tried to get them to buy it in general. Insurance is something that, you know, everybody carries in some point in their life, whether it's auto insurance, home insurance, commercial insurance, life insurance, something they they buy some type of insurance. And so it's my job for the client when they walk in the door to let me know things like um, the fact, you know, what they want their deductible to be. What, what they're scared of happening. Is it their home burning down, you know, with a fire or is it more the toilets backing up and overflowing in the whole house and ruining the carpet and the furniture? And so the ability we have as independents to take and to tailor a product to our clients, I think allows us to be more of an advisor than it does a salesman. And uh, I mean, you know, right? What One of the biggest things that we deal with every day is the fact that people think that we're salesmen and probably, you know, one rung above maybe a used car salesman or someone. Um, how do you kind of combat that in a day-to-day routine? That's a good question. I think that the most important thing is to take that advisory role and see yourself as an educator. So I don't see it as selling a product. I see it as someone comes to me with something they need, like we say, everyone needs insurance. And then we kind of can figure out what 
what specifically they need within that insurance package. And so that's why we ask questions, you know, about the drivers that are in their household, the things that they own, the risks there's they're exposed to and what they worry about, you know. So in order to kind of create a package that's going to protect them from a serious financial loss, we're we're just kind of asking them questions seeing what they need and then also a big thing is helping them figure out what they need because they don't know insurance contracts and laws and they don't know about exclusions on their homeowners policy that we need to be point out to them because i don't know one client that's actually going to sit down and read through their whole contract and understand it if they did yeah absolutely that's a that is a that's definitely something and we'll talk about that in a minute because I think when we talk about technology in our industry, I think it's very important that we discuss where what the difference is in, in the value we bring than the def, than the value that's maybe brought through buying auto or home insurance online. And I think that's super important to kind of where our industry is going in the future. But before we get there, talk about some of the positives that you find in, in the insurance industry. What are some positives that if you're talking to somebody about what you do every day, you would bring up? Yeah. Um, one thing I like about it is, and it's similar to a lot of roles in financial services, you really get out what you put in. And I think that this, um, you know, this is good because it shows that it takes hard work and perseverance to retain and grow a book of business and clients. Um, other than that, the nice thing about working in this, like I said, it's something that everyone needs you can really help out people that are close to you. You can make solid relationships with clients and foster those. I, and, you know, at my agency, for example, we have clients that have been here for a few decades since our firm started. And so I think the ability to have a, a big role in someone's life, you know, maybe they never, they never have a claim or a large loss. But let's say their house did burn down in a fire or they were in a fatal accident. We we are the ones that set their coverage up and their insurance package up in the first place so that they're not going to be at a large financial loss, you know, a life changing lawsuit or fire, whatever it is. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned, especially when I was up there in Seattle, I don't know if you remember, they brought in the guest speaker. But he talked about, you know, somebody asked him, what do you do for a living? And he said that he stimulates the economy, like his job, he's, his job is to stimu stimulate the economy. And if you really think about it, there's a lot of financial services that people look at and they look at it in such a high regard, right? Banking, uh, financial advising, um, lending even can be looked at in that way. Real estate, insurance sometimes has a bad, people look at it the wrong way. But I think if you're, if you're really providing value to your customers the way you said by explaining to them the things that are important in their policy, the things that they need to know about the product that they're buying, then what we're really doing is we're, we're the, we are the foundation in which our, our United States economy is built on, which is the fact that if something happens bad, which is going to, I mean, I don't know about you, but claims happen every single day. Claims happen every single year. Um, things happen that are unexpected. I know in Texas, it just froze, you know, unexpected things happen. And when they do, it's important that you have to have the right insurance products in place. And for that to happen, you have to have somebody who can advise you on, on those products. Um, talk a little bit about sales, right? I think, I think it, insurance is not, you're not a salesman. I don't think if you, good people in insurance are not salesmen, they are advisors. 
However, it is still a sales-based job in which we both get paid based on how many people uh, we're able to convince that we can bring value to their lives. So talk about that for a minute. Yeah, one thing when I was looking into the industry, just financial services as a whole, I think a lot of young people go in with the mindset that selling products is their key to success. And as financial services professionals, we really bring value when we view ourselves as those educators that are just going to provide options, explain them, and make sound recommendations to clients. And so I think that is one of the negative things about the industry is that it has this kind of sales stigma to it when you really look at it, though, insurance, you know, there's nothing speculative about it. You're just trying to put a contract in force that will indemnify them if something goes wrong, like we said. Yeah, something that when it when it goes wrong, because there will be a point that something goes wrong for sure. You know, whenever we talked earlier, I know that you mentioned the high turnover rate among young professionals in our industry. This is a podcast for young people trying to help them understand what career paths are out there. Why do you think there's a high turnover of young professionals in our industry? One thing is that a lot of people don't like to be told no, and they don't like to lose sales or, you know, be turned down by a prospect. And if you're going to, in any sales role, you, you kind of need to have thick skin. So it can be really tough, you know, just to, be right out of college, have no experience when some of your competition has been in the industry for decades and they have a book of clients and, you know, centers of influence that are sending them referrals. So it is pretty daunting when you first go into it. I can remember coming up to Seattle, just learning about insurance and going to networking events and trying to talk about um, you know, what I was just learning. So I think the balance of, of bringing on clients and, you know, that sales side of things, but then also becoming the expert in, you know, whatever product you sell, whether it's insurance or investments or mortgages. Yeah. I think my personal opinion on that is another thing that goes along with that. I just think that a lot of times younger people, they struggle with patience, right? We were raised in a society with a lot of technology. So we have everything at our fingertips. You know, whenever we wanted something, we were able to, we were able to have it. If we want to, you know, go get food, we go get food. Um, and I think in, in our, any industry that sells is perceived that there is a ton of money to be made in that industry. And I would argue there is a ton of money to be made in the insurance industry. However, it's different than the real estate industry, um, than the banking industry, in then the financial advising industry and the fact that we're, we're a volume based business, uh, especially on the personal line side. You know, if you write a personalized policy, you might make a hundred dollars. So there's not a lot of money in a hundred dollars, but if you keep that client around for 10 years, now you made a thousand. If you keep them around for 40 years, now you made 4,000. You do that over, you know, a hundred times. Now you made $400,000. There's a lot of money to be made in insurance, but it takes time. So you have to be patient to wait for that, wait for those renewals to come in, I don't know about you, but I took a huge growth in in what I made last year because of my renewals. When renewals start coming in, we've only been in this business for two years, and we're already starting uh, to reap the benefits of what what a, what this industry can do. But I think a lot of times people aren't patient. You know, maybe they have a buddy who's in real estate, and they're like, "Man, he's making you know hundred thousand dollars this year," and he probably is. 
but he's going to make $100,000 for the rest of his life. And if you really stick it out in insurance, you're going to make $100,000, dollars $300,000, and even more than that if you do it the correct way. Because what you're doing is you're building a volume base that is going to re- renew at a very high rate. And when you talk about a renewal business, I don't think there's a better business for renewals than insurance. Most definitely. Yeah, retention is huge in this, in this in- industry. And I think that the patience is uh, it's a great point you make that young people aren't patient enough we're in a very um instant gratification kind of era and i can think back to when i started fall of 2019 was when i became licensed and kind of started to go to networking events and put myself out there i didn't have one person you know i didn't i didn't gain any clients in those those few months of networking at first but you know a year later i'm getting calls from some of them and people are reaching out and so it's hard to see at the beginning that it's going to be beneficial and you know putting yourself out there doing things the right way is going to be beneficial in the long run and if you don't have the patience to stick around, you know, at least three to five years and, and keep working at it, it, you're not there long enough to reap the benefits. Um, the same thing comes with how you service your clients. If you make good recommendations, service them well, and, you know, let's say they do have a, a bad claim and their their insurance covers it all, they're happy with how it was handled and they're thankful for the recommendation you made they could end up telling their whole family you know that that they need to keep their insurance get their insurance written with you so um in insurance you get a lot of your referrals from existing clients so retaining those clients doing things the right way that's the that's the way to to really have really make this a career and if you're only there for three years, I think that's that's the uh, kind of cutoff date is in the first three years in financial services for people out of college. You see a very large percentage of them drop out and move into a different industry. Yeah, I will tell you, you know, for everybody listening to this, if you're young and you're still in school and you're thinking about getting into insurance, the only complaint I ever hear from older insurance agents is the fact that they didn't get into this business early enough. There's something to be said about, you know, compound interest and renewal business. So, um, you know, get into it as early as you can build relationships because those relationships will last you for, for a very, very long time. Also, I don't know any other industry like this, but I'm pretty sure the average age of an independent insurance agent right now is somewhere between 55 and 60, just entering retirement age. And so there are plenty of opportunities out there for clients who had their advisor for decades retiring in the next couple of years you know there's a there's going to be a large um kind of wealth transfer as well with this generation you know passing down money to what we call the millennials and some of those younger generations where all of a sudden someone who hasn't had to care about their insurance that much inherits a nice property that's that's worth you know, more than they've ever paid anything for. And they realize it's time to start taking this seriously. So I, I don't know many 
industries that have this much opportunity out there for young people, but you need to be willing to stick around long enough to, to see a payoff. Absolutely. Last thing before we move on to what makes, what makes, what makes Ben special, what set him apart early. Um, and that's kind of the, honestly, is the main talk in our industry right now. And it's where's the tech wave in relation to insurance. There, there are plenty of different parts of insurance that are being affected by technology. It's, it's an ever changing industry because the risks that are out there and the way we evaluate them is always changing. So, you know, our insurance companies, how they determine a rate and how they even inspect homes and things like that. The, those are always changing with technology, but like we've said earlier, insurance is always going to be necessary for economic growth and it's always going to be here. I'd say how it affects you and I as someone in kind of a sales role for insurance or just where we're bringing on new business is the fact that people can go online now and purchase insurance by themselves. And it sounds like a great idea. I think like I've heard of the lemonade app from a couple of clients in California and a couple of other things where it, it's really easy and fast and you can maybe get a really cheap rate, but the problem is you don't know what you're buying. And that goes back to us being advisors. We're not selling a product. We're figuring out what they need you know, in their insurance package to supplement their overall risk management plan so they can avoid financial loss in the future. Yeah. You know, tech, the tech wave, in my opinion, in our industry is it's ever changing, like you said, but at the same time, like I, I agree that it's solidifying our role and it's allowing us to use technology to better service our clients uh, with things like mobile apps, with things like um, the ability they would have to, you know, print their ID cards direct from their phone and to get things done quicker. Uh, while at the same time, using that technology to make sure our relationship with those clients and the knowledge we have of the risks that they have, because these things are ever changing, right? There's no, there's no magic button that a client can hit. That when they go out and, you know, build a brand new barn, that they let you or me know that they did that, that we need to add that to their policy, right? There, there takes some level of communication between the client and their advisor. And, you know, apps just aren't going to get it done. There's no app that's going to tell you, oh, hey, by the way, you did this. You need to, you need to get car insurance now, right? Not yet. And, and even if they do come, like you said, there's a reason that this is a, prof a professional industry. And, and I think the, the more that people buy insurance online and the more that bad things happen because they will, the more that clients will come flocking back to independent agents or even captive agents because they they want the relationship and the um, security that that brings that their, their insurance agent is going to take care of them the proper way. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not really worried about um, insurance apps or anything like that that's brought online, but I am appreciative of the tech wave and what it's done for our industry as far as, you know, things like Zoom or, or you know, Google Google Meet or whatever it might be that's going to allow us to have a face-to-face -face conversation with the client, but we're able to do that maybe now hundreds of miles away, whereas before it was a phone call and you weren't able to see the person or talk to the person. And so I think there are some really cool things technology is bringing to the industry, but I do think that if um, people aren't careful, they have to have a value proposition. If you don't have a value proposition, then technology is going to beat you. Because if it's about faster and cheaper, you and I aren't going to be faster and cheaper than a computer. But I can guarantee you we're going to bring more value to that client and a better relationship. 
most definitely I was going to say the same thing. It might be fast and cheap, but it's not going to be adequate coverage. And that's where we can bring more value and actually do a contract review for the client and show them the specific language that says, for example, we read their contract and say, you know, if there was a tree root that damaged the sewer line and water backed up or water backed up through a sewage line in any other way, you're not going to have any coverage here. And this is what where the policy states that. Now, I think this is an important coverage to have. And so I work with some companies that will offer an endorsement so you can have that added to your policy. Another one being in the Pacific Northwest is the amount of people that don't know that earthquake are an excluded peril on their policy we're we're being you know in between the cascade mountains and the pacific ocean we're on like one of the most in one of the most risky areas for a large earthquake to happen like something off the richter scale and so the fact that a lot of these people you know they live their daily lives thinking you know oh if something bad happened i have insurance and they never really look into the contract that's that's our job as an advisor so i as we're you know going through their policy i'm going to point out what's excluded and where we can purchase endorsements to cover those gaps and um, fill those coverage gaps absolutely so now i want to transition a little bit and talk a little bit more about you so what 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 separated you so far through two years of being out of school? What has separated you from other people in our industry and even other people maybe at the partners group uh, to be at the level you're at right now? So in college, I think just not being afraid to be curious and branch out. I was really involved in different types of organizations on campus. I took an interest in all of my courses, even the ones that weren't related to my major. And this just allowed me to be a more well-rounded candidate in the hiring process and a more well-rounded person. Um, part of having a client-facing role is just relating to people. And so having you know experiences and knowledge that can relate to different kinds of people is going to be beneficial in any any job i would say and then i think i've just um continued that mentality you know if you were going to give advice to somebody and you kind of are there's people who are listening to this who are in college and i'm hoping that they're considering the insurance industry strongly what would be your advice to you know they get a job somewhere they get an internship somewhere what are some practical things that they can do to separate themselves from their peers one thing i've always recommended is to be a sponge and you know, no matter what industry you're in, there's always going to be superiors at your firm or within your industry that are really just wanting to help you. And if you don't show that you're eager to learn from these successful people in your industry or at your company, then you're, you're just going to miss out on the potential knowledge and opportunities that could be a kind of a catalyst for your own success. So I think you just never know what could be around the corner and taking in as much knowledge as you can, being eager to learn, taking in constructive criticism rather than getting down at your, on yourself or um, blaming someone else. I think that, you know, just being a sponge and taking everything as a learning opportunity is the most important thing in those first few years. 
One other thing you'd mentioned to me before, you know, is the fact that you love not having an eight to five schedule and that it's basically our job to take care of clients. And whenever that happens, it happens. And, and the ability we have to have a flexible schedule, but at the same time, always be working. Talk a little bit about that, because I think that might be one of the biggest advantages of, of being in insurance. And then kind of relate that back to how you use maybe the extra hours in the office to get ahead. Yeah. I mean, a true attestation right here. Um, 6.30 my time, I'm in the office, and 8.30 your time, you're still there. So it's not a Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 job. You're going to have to, you know, work extra in the evening or the morning. I've found that just taking two or three hours at night or waking up, you know, and getting it, getting going at like 6 a.m. or earlier before everyone else wakes up and calls or after they've gone to bed, you can, at least for me, I feel like I'm two to three times more efficient because no one's calling in. I can work on projects uninterrupted. I think that using those days or those, those times outside of office hours is going to allow you to, you know, be the best advisor during the day when your clients are calling and when you're, when you're presenting insurance options to clients and you're really needed. You know, you just mentioned something right there that I think is super important and, and I would like you to talk about it because I'm sure you've done it because you just mentioned it, but the preparation that you can take outside of office hours to make sure that you are ready whenever clients are coming to the office or when you're on the phone with clients, I think that's what separates in a, any professional industry one person from another, right? Some people are like, hey, I'm done, I'm going home and I'm going to prepare tomorrow morning starting, starting at 8 when the office opens rather than saying I'm going to take a couple more hours tonight to get everything lined up to get everything, you know, in, you know, entered in the system or whatever it might be. So that way tomorrow morning when I show up, I'm focused on selling and I'm focused on helping out my customers and I'm not having to do so much paperwork maybe. Most definitely. And then while you're working as well, especially in insurance, I think that having a very methodical process and procedures and ways of doing things so that you can save yourself time in the future with that account, you know, whether it's how you document things, how you organize your time, how you, you know, get your to-do list in order, just being very methodical about that can save you a lot of time in the long run. Yeah. And I want to jump into and, and keep, keep going too. People always ask like, how, how are you successful in sales? Well, you find something that works and you do it over and over and over again. And so on top of the documentation that you mentioned, process and procedures, it's also finding finding a way that you can help clients and add value and then do it every single day to multiple clients and you're going to be successful. It's not a, it's not a crazy secret formula. It's really just about, it's, it's simple. It's find something that works and do it over and over again. Yep. And finding the way you can do it most efficiently too, because we're working with so many accounts like we talk, talked about before that if if you know you get a question from someone and you take you take notes and the next time someone calls with that same question you you already have your notes you don't need to go look in the contract again for example that's that's just one example i can think of of where you can save yourself a ton of time in the long run if you're organized about everything and methodical yeah, man, I will tell you this before we end, I want you to give all the listeners here a, give them a, a one minute sales pitch into why they should get into insurance. Oh, that's a good one. 
it's always it's always going to be here like we said it's it's one of the most stable industries out there critical for economic growth like jackson and i talked about it's as as the world changes and risks change and whatnot insurance just changes with it so you're never going to get bored if you like the idea of of you know client facing and having sales opportunities you know where you get to take a client out for lunch or go to their go visit their home and um you know present insurance options to them that it's a great opportunity for that part but then it's also a good balance if you're a technical person and you like looking into contracts and you like proving things right or wrong and saying no, the contract says here that if this happens, they're going to pay this much. And I think I think that if, if it fits your personality like that, if you like things to make sense and you like breaking down those options for people, then I don't see why you wouldn't enter the insurance industry. Like I said, we have we have the majority of our industry retiring in the next decade or so. So there's plenty of opportunities. As you can see over the past year with a lot of industries not kind of freezing their hiring or reducing their workforce, similar to you know 2008 and that recession, insurance has stayed pretty constant. Well, Ben, man, it's been a, it's been a pleasure having you on. I appreciate you staying at the office late tonight and uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on sometime in the future. Most definitely. Great, great being here.